0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Front Page Football in the Capital. It's episode 4, brought to you by... Yours truly, Jeremy Magan, And of course, on the Front Page Football Network, go and check out frontpagefootball.net for our latest article. Check out all the latest podcasts as well. There have been a lot of very interesting chats on the pods recently uh, for Front Page Football. Today, of course, we are going to be in the capital. We're going to talk about Canberra. And this weekend was huge in Canberra because it was our Federation Cup final weekend which for the men is also the Australian Cup qualifying final. So we had Canberra Croatia against Canberra Olympic. Canberra Croatia won 4-2. So Canberra Croatia will represent us in the round of 32 for the Australian Cup. And, you know, it's it's great because it's the... Team that is, uh, you know, in the run for maybe getting a spot into the national second tier, and it's also, if you listen to Front Page Football in the Capital episode two, the the team whose president we've interviewed, Tony Vidovic, uh, and he gave us a great account of what the club was and and what that meant the expression of interest for the NSG. Go and listen to that episode if you want to, to catch up on that. Unfortunately, Olympic didn't make it and, and Luca Flores, who was the invited uh, on the third episode, uh, you know, had to go and, and play his gig without the uh, happiness of having won the game today to talk about that final and to present Canberra Croatia, uh, the the football side, the players to everybody who's listening, Frank Kasha and Russ Gibbs, of course, the two um, experts uh, as football and NPL in the capital. And we're going to talk about what makes Canberra Croatia the the best team in the cup at least in the competition and why you know maybe they were not tarted favorites despite their their huge history in that game on Saturday all right Uh, we will keep that short um I encourage you to listen like subscribe ask any question that you have you know go back to it once we have the draw finally and we know who they're going to play for but in the meantime listen to Russ Frank and myself talking about Canberra Croatia and their win over the weekend it starts right after this Goal! Max Green with a
1: stunner! Daniel Barac, he must score! He's gonna score! Canberra Croatia leads! Real chance at the far for McCarthy! And they've got one back! It's unbelievable! What a finish! It's in! It. It's 1-1, Andre Carr from the bench! Mayhem in the Panthers' ranks!
0: it's episode four of front page football in the Capitol. And, and I'm back with the two OGs because we, we have to have the professionals and the experts to talk about the best team in Canberra going into the uh, national round. Frank, I was going to say Frank Gibbs, look at me, Russ Gibbs and, and, and Frank Casha. <laughs> well, it could be Russ Casha and Frank Gibbs at this point. Frank, how are you?
2: Good. Thanks, mate. How are you?
0: Very good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. How did you recover after this uh, nice Saturday of football?
2: Yeah, well, um, yeah, did a bit of grocery shopping on Sunday and um, did some work for, for the junior club that I'm doing But uh, on Sunday. But yeah, otherwise, no, recovered well and uh the a great day of football all round.
0: Russ Gibbs, of course, you were calling not one, but two games that day with the uh, Federation Cup final for the women's. just before that we, we've called together. How was that Saturday for you?
1: Great weekend for me all round, mate. There was goals aplenty, wasn't there? I got 10 on Friday night in the NPL match at the Riverside, five in the Federation Cup final and six in the Australia Cup final. So for me, it was a manner from heaven. I mean, Frank being a coach, he likes games being a bit more cagey. I'm just like, give me as many goals as you can get. And I've got, so, <laughs> oh, many, I got okay. so many on the weekend. It was brilliant.
2: <laughs> also like my sides not conceding after 15 seconds, but we won't, we won't talk about that one, right?
1: Look, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the FA Cup final for the first 13 and a half seconds of it. <laughs> and then I thought well, it's well, I, I was
2: trying to enjoy my sleep but there was two people that were just texting me non-stop for the first half an hour I just had to get out of bed and just watch
1: apparently well we have we have this we have this little group chat with uh, myself Ian Worthington head coach of Monero Panthers and, and Frank and uh, it's general football chit chat I might add you to it Jeremy but if you don't mind being um, annoyed at two o'clock in the morning by random messages about how much I don't like Jack Grealish at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> for whoever listening and didn't get it yet, Rus Gibbs is a is a true Manchester United fan, and as a true Manchester United fan, he had a not so good Saturday night after spending the whole day calling games. He just went home to see his team. Uh, well, yeah, losing, uh was, continuing a goal quite for it. early against City. I,
1: I was ready for it. It was. I, mean, I think I knew it was going to happen, but you know, it was just. Uh, I didn't expect it to be quite so early for them to concede. <laughs>
2: At least it happened to you in one game. Mine was over the period of about six weeks, when Arsenal capitulated at the end. Of now, the that's season. true,
1: and you had to put up with me in the commentary box and, every week. And, and I knew it was how's, happening. How's the going? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Frank Cashadi eternally disappointed. Arsenal, fine. At least, at least ever since all the Frenchies have left, Arsenal hasn't uh, hasn't been as as good anymore. The, the Spaniard isn't quite like the French.
2: No, we miss we miss our French connection, boys. Uh,
0: uh, they were top notch back in the day. Saturday, we we were all at Deakin Stadium, well, to to witness, you know, what might be history, hopefully history in the making. The Australian Cup qualifying final for Canberra was Canberra Croatia against Canberra Olympic, and Canberra Croatia made it through. So, to to the you know to to the outside um, listener, it's the team that everybody talks about in the capital with Gunga United because they're in the next round for the. National, um, National second tier, um, hopefully we'll have one or two teams in that in that B-League next year. Uh, but for the uh, the eye I watch the NPL or commentate on the NPL um, every week. It was a, a bit of a surprise. Just before we get into that result, though, and, and just because with Matt Olsen from Front Page Football, we had that chat during the game. Somehow, the lead-up to that early grand final day, there was a bit of controversy about... Um, state federations playing games and not having some sort of a day blockout just so that everybody could focus on the grand final day my personal thoughts on it was that it was the most um, and maybe people won't like the fact that I say it that way but the most European day of football I've had since I moved to Australia where I was engaged in football from midday to 1am and 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 for a football fan to me it was just a perfect day And, and maybe I wouldn't have been that engaged into the early grand final if I hadn't lived through two cup final before i was just you know sort of like hooked on the football adrenaline and so ready for the early grand final boys it's uh to me it's a fake controversial. but but what do you guys think of people who've who've discussed that and and you know of us having a, a cup final day on grand final day
1: i'll go well well it's the first i've heard of there being any controversy around it to be honest um we didn't get any uh anybody saying to us um in the grand final, A League Grand Finals on why are you playing a cup final on this day? I mean, I think to be honest, we were done by the A-League Grand Final kickoff anyway, I think. So we were we were pretty ready um for that if people wanted to go and watch it. To, to be perfectly honest, in from a Canberra point of view, um, and I'm probably not speaking out of turn, the, the interest in the A-League in, in the national capital without a team at the moment isn't as big as it probably could be if we've got a team. Um, if Canberra were in that competition, which hopefully now we're gonna be, there will be more interest in that competition. In saying that, I do know a few people from Canberra that, that do support the Mariners. Um, obviously, I, I helped Andy Burnell on his book, um, "Riding Shotgun" as well, and he's a big part of that setup now as their vibe manager and strength and conditioning assistant. And congratulations to the Mariners on what was a a sensational performance to win by six goals to one. If you win six goals to one in any game, it's incredible. To do so in in a grand final is is top notch, and I think I didn't I don't see it as a controversy. I think as like you, Jeremy. Gotta be honest, I didn't watch it myself. I was all footballed out for a bit, having commentated on two games. Um, and I was wrapping up the grand finals for our website, et cetera, et cetera. So, but to have the women's final, then the men's final, and as you say, the A-League Grand Final and then the FA Cup final, I even stuck a bit of Formula One qualifying in there as well, <laughs> in between, just as just as you do. Um, it was uh it was yeah, great, great day, wasn't it? I mean, and I think if it's not stopping people going to watch the game, and the great thing is about Having bar TV is even if you're going to travel to watch the A League Grand Final of the Mariners, you can still watch our local Grand Finals as well. And we had north of about fifteen hundred people in Deakin Stadium on the weekend for that for the Grand Final there. So there's an awful lot of people that I think were very happy it was on. Um, not and probably popped over the road to the Deakin Club afterwards to have a couple of celebrity drinks and uh, celebrity drinks, I should say, and um, and <laughs> watch the other match on the on the big screen.
0: The famous celebrity drinks, Frank. You, you were telling drink. me, uh, well, it was before recorded that...
1: well, so there were some celebrity <laughs> drinks there. He's won more Australia Cup, uh, knockout matches in Canberra than any other coach, so definite celebrity sat there. That,
0: that, that's why he's that's why he's next to you most uh, most days. Uh, Frank, you were telling me that back when you were playing, you had watched uh, yeah, Grand I, final I... after playing.
2: Yeah, I remember one 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 weekend there was, I think South Melbourne were playing Melbourne Knights in a, in a, the old NSL Grand Final. And we just finished our game, I think we were at the old, either Jamison Oval or the old Hawker Oval. Um, and we were playing for Olympic at the time. And we set up a TV to watch the, the, the South Melbourne Grand Final straight after the Olympics. So, I mean, obviously there was a lot of Greek boys there and a lot of Greek people at the club. So they we just set up a TV, we opened the canteen up and we just stayed there and it, it went to penalty shootouts. It was a great occasion, but even even on the weekend, um Monero were lucky enough last year to to play Central Coast Mariners in um in a preseason game behind closed doors before they kicked off their year. And you know, for us, you know, we, we sat there and we had a look at, you know, all the players that we'd played against and it was a real thrill for the boys. And, you know, the group chat was the old old Monero group chat from last year was a was buzz and um you know there was a lot of people there that we could recognise that we played against and, and for us it was you know is is a case of the 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 more football the better so yeah look i think anyone that wanted to go and watch the a league game uh would have gone and watched it anyone that wanted to watch both the local stuff and then then the a league game got the opportunity to do it so to me it was uh it's a, it's a non event it was just basically more football more more opportunities to see the game that we love
1: just chucking <laughs> it out there Monero panthers actually did better um against the mariners than melbourne city so
2: we certainly did. <laughs> have we vested players. <laughs> more,
0: more more football, the better indeed. All right, but back to our um Australian Cup qualifying final. The final score was four two for Canberra Croatia. The the goal scorer, three goals in the first half in ten minutes for Canberra Croatia. I, a pretty crazy start of, of that final with uh, Frank Greco, uh, Lukman Hamed Shaibu and Steven Dominici scoring at the 21st, 24th and 31st minute. Canberra Olympic tried to come back. Luca Flores who was on the podcast uh, last month's call at the 52nd minute. Uh, and then Melik at the 86 minutes uh, at the very, very end. Daniel Barac killed it in uh, stoppage time for Canberra Croatia for two before the game, Frank, you and me quickly, chat, and, and I said, you know, who do you see coming and you said, look, if we look on, on league form, it, it has to be Olympic. They're top of the league. They're having a great season. Canberra Croatia isn't having a great season in the NPL. But if we look on cup form, it, it had to be Croatia with the team that they had to beat to, to get through. Were you surprised at all that, that first half of Canberra Croatia really, really <clears throat> blew it out of the park quickly?
2: Uh, look, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised that Croatia responded the way they did. I was surprised how quickly they, they racked up three goals. Um, and that would have been a surprise to the Olympic guys and, and their defence and their coaching staff because they've conceded seven goals pretty much all year uh, in the NPL. To so concede three in 10 minutes would have been... Uh, and, and you can see, Russ, right, I watched back the the, the coverage and, and Russ said to me, he goes, look at the body language of the Canberra Olympic boys. And it's like, they were shell-shocked. I don't think they, they anticipated anything like that ever happening. But I, I just went back to to what we were talking about in the, pre, in the pre-game and we're talking about key moments and how and how teams respond to those key moments. Yeah, you know, key moments for me was, you know, at New all Nathan Magic hits the crossbar with a header. You know, if, if Olympic go 1-0 up with the, with the confidence that they had from the NPL games, you know, they, they'd already beaten Canberra-Croatia once this year. Canberra-Croatia would have been low on their confidence. To go 1-0 down, they would have gone, you know, we've conceded again from a set piece, here we go again. But then three, three goals in 10 minutes, you know, that... Blew the game wide open, um, but even even other other you know key moments for me was you know the decision to take off two players um, early in the first half from Paul Makor. You know, he, he saw he had a couple of players struggling with injury, and they were senior players. The two boys who came that came on, Alan James and Ellie darwich had a great impact on the game. Um, then you talk about the sending off of Nathan Magic. You know, at at three one down, eleven against eleven. Um, you know it, they got it back to 3-2 three, 3-2 two. Three, two with 11 against 11 as opposed to 3-2 10 against 11 was massive because even if it went to injury ex- extra time if they managed to claw one back um you know it's it's still a mountain to climb when you've got tired players playing against one extra so again in big games big moments and they decide they decide championships
0: there was a real professional performance from Canberra Croatia um, Russ, you know, we we expected maybe like we were just said on, on form that Olympic uh, with with all their firepower up front and with that so it solid defense to 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 get through and yet Kambra Krasa just burst out when it mattered.
1: The magic of the cup, isn't it? As Frank said, you and we talked about it in the pregame. You could talk all you like about form and about um, about previous matches between the two and about history. But on the day, it's it's about who turns up and and who takes the game by the scruff of the neck. Agree 100% with what Frank um, says about Nathan Medjic's header that goes in. It's a different football match. Uh, Max Melik's header, if that comes ooh, five minutes earlier, mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's a little bit bit more cagey for Canberra Croatia. But wasn't it classic Canberra Croatia in in the essence that those of us have been watching football in Canberra for a long long time, and Frank would be amongst them, be a bit before your time, Jeremy, before you came, but. This is what they always did. They would take, you thought you were in a game against them. You thought you had an opportunity against them. And in a 10-minute spell, they would score two or three times and they'd take it away from you. You probably experienced that yourself, Frank, um, potentially as a player, but definitely as a manager as well. And I'm talking about this side of the of the early to mid-2000s with the Spallettas and Johnny Glass and Dave Miller. They did that all the time. And, and this was just a rerun of that. Um, when they need to stand up, we spoke about it in the pre-game show and we spoke about it a lot. In the build-up to the game, when the, with people back in like Matty Gerbisher, Stephen Dominici, Daniel Balazs, Ryan Keir, you could go through the entire eleven. Um, there's players in there that know the big occasion. They know how to handle, handle the big occasion. They know how to handle um, cup finals. They know to win them. And that's not and that's no no mean feat. I mean, as someone who's won, and I'll chuck this question to you, Frank, as someone who's won cup finals, knowing how to win cup finals is a massive, massive thing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and and sometimes you know. Going going there and losing one is, is almost a prerequisite for going there and winning one next year. Like we did that at Monero. You know, we, we um we lost to Tigers in two thousand and twenty one in the cup. Um and that was enough for us to give us enough belief to 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 back that up the following year and you know, end up with three trophies. So it, it it's a tough it's a it's a, again, it's it's about responding to a moment. And that's a moment in time now for, for Canberra Olympic. I mean they haven't haven't been the final or a big game like that for a long, long time. Um, and so, you know, them being so close to to you know, being within touching distance of, of making a final thirty two, um, yeah, they, they can respond well from that and build from that. Um, or they can, you know, be sort of kicking kicking rocks in the car park and, and complaining about it and uh and not getting back, but they can definitely bounce back from that and they can build on, on the foundations that Paul and Daniel have, have set down for them.
1: They've definitely Ma- got mate. enough quality, yeah. They've definitely got more than enough quality in that team. We saw it. I mean, I don't think anybody of us, and none of us in the ground, uh, well, unless you're a die-hard Canberra-Croatia um, fan, would have thought at 3-0 the game was done. We were, we were talking about it on the commentary about how even at this stage, th- at 3-0, the next goal, was really critical because you still felt with the quality of that firepower you talked about, Jeremy, that Canberra Olympic have in this squad and the creativity they've got in this squad, even minus their leading goal scorer, Nick Popovich, having to go off injured. There was still that hint of jeopardy for Canberra Croatia every time Olympic got the ball. They've not defended brilliantly this year, Canberra Croatia, as a league champion side. We mentioned last year they conceded 16 goals in the league all year. They're already up to... um, 10 or so, or if not more, I can't remember what it was now that they've conceded.
2: They've conceded 11, 11. 11.
1: Yeah, already. And there was only 16 in the entirety of the last year. So it's they're not as solid as they used to be. So there was always that hope for Canberra Olympic, that they could get themselves back into the contest and a chance for them to to um, to um uh get back and, and get, a, get something out of it. As it was in the end, it was Canberra Croatia who came out on top
0: those are often games where we talk about those details and those moments. Uh, and last time those two teams met um, two weeks ago, it was Matt Gerbusha who get a second yellow and then a red card. There's those three, four minutes in the Canberra Olympic, I guess in their psyche, where where they sort of lose it for a little bit. There's that little shove slash punch from Thomas James and then a minute later, it's it's Nathan Magic. Frank, you've been coaching and, and it's not at all... Um, putting blame on any coach or whatever. How has a coach on the game that important? How do you keep heads on shoulders for, for your players? How do you try and keep them into the game and not losing it at a moment where we said it and we saw it on the pitch? Olympic could have come back.
2: Oh, look, it's... and Anyone watching the coverage would have heard me talk about discipline, like, probably nonstop. Um, probably would have got tired of hearing me talk about discipline and, and, and what it meant to that game and um, and unfortunately for the Canberra Olympic you know their discipline wasn't what it has been all season long but it always had the the you know, and this is not a Canberra Olympic thing it was both these teams um, the rivalry is so tense and traditional um, and they've played a lot of times uh, in big games against each other and anyone that's listened to, to Russ and I talk about the Canberra local football a lot of these players have played either side of the fence. So it's not like a Sydney or Melbourne where you, you've generally got players that maybe play at one or two clubs for the whole career. These these guys will jump about and uh, and they've got friends on both sides. You know, I, I think I counted... You know, brothers. Um, well, brothers on both sides. I think I counted up to around 10 players that I'd coached that were playing in that game who were playing split between between both sides. It was... So tensions are going to run high. Um yeah, there's definitely some bragging rights there whoever whoever came on top but yeah you know, it's it's it is key to just put your emotions to one side if you can and just just get your composure and it's no fault for the coaches they would have they would have reminded their players about this a lot of times and i've been in that situation even even recently at monero beginning of the season in 2021. i think we we, we lost our first four games and we'd had players sent off in three of them. I wasn't telling players to go out there and be your discipline but <laughs> it just happens it is you know sometimes tensions run run high sometimes calls go your way uh, don't, don't go your way and, and you feel like if you are losing games that everything seems to be going against you so um, all you can do as a coach is just keep reminding players around the importance of discipline and staying in the contest and uh, and if you do happen to get yourself back in that that game, like like Olympic did, it's really really important that you had eleven players on the field.
1: You wouldn't you wouldn't miss it um, miss it, would you? Uh, if you, if they played ten times in a row, these teams, you would be difficult to pick who's going to win. I mean, and you talked about that discipline, Frank. With twenty two um, warriors on the pitch, they're all winners. They're in the cup final for a reason. Canberra Olympic are top of the table for a reason. Canberra Crater have won many 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 trophies for a reason. Um, and you don't get into those elevens as a player unless there's something about you and a bit, the the bit about you generally that stands you the good player, the great players and the very good players from the good ones is that little bit of bite, that little bit of, I want this, I'm going to be physical. Um, You've seen that I've seen in in my playing career and in my uh, commentating career, and and you guys no doubt have have as well, many talented players that are very good, but just lack that little bit of of bite to get to the next level. Not saying you have to be dirty, but you've got to have that physicality in you, that will to win, that that bit to go. That's a 60-40, but I'm going to make it 60-40 in my direction, and and win. And those kind of things win you cup finals. And and as as Frank says, that that it's not it's not asking players to be um, overly physical. It's just asking them to to put their put themselves on the line for their team. And and these guys, everybody on that pitch on the weekend would do that.
0: You're talking about the history of Canberra, right? and all the the trophy one, Russ, you know, in the context right now, Canberra Crush are trying to get to, to the B-League uh, next year. How important was it to see them go through for them, for the club?
1: Well, I think even without the context of the B-seed, it's, it's, it's where they think they belong. You know, the B-League is is huge for them as an organisation, but they, they believe they belong on the national stage um, in the Australia Cup. They'll tell you that they should be there every year. There are preeminent club in terms of their facilities, um, in terms of, of the trophies that they've won, in terms of uh, the, the organisation that they have. I mean, it's just who they are. They're a winning, te- winning team. So for, for Canberra Croatia, there's no doubt about it that they targeted this trophy at the start of the season as their number one priority, of which many clubs would have. I mean, I think Frank would have did the same with the Panthers last year. Maybe that's had an effect on their league form. I mean, if you're from interstate, or you're overseas, and you're looking at our league table, and you're going, how come the side that's sixth with eight points is in, is in the round of 32? If you're from interstate and you're a team playing against, and you're drawn against Canberra Croatia, and you looked at that league table as it is now, and it might change between now and August, I think it probably will, you'd look at it and go, well, these guys are sixth in their own league. They, they, you know It might be a nice, easy game for us, but it's going to be far from it. And I think from their club's point of view, the Australia Cup, is where they want to be. And so for them to be on that stage, even without the B-League, is is really important. Now, given the B-League context, massive, massive. It showcases them as another club to go well and to the FA and to everybody who's involved in that B-League setup to go, look at us. We are, this is who we are. If they get a home game, no doubt they'll, they'll put on a good show um, as well. No doubt whoever they play against, it will be a tough, tough old ride for the opposition as well. And I think Frank will probably agree with me that Canberra Croatia, as a club, needs success. They don't. They don't want it. They need it as an organisation. Their support is probably the most um, tough support to, to please in the league. And you've been in that room, Frank, where they've and you've heard them. They they might come off winning two or four nil, and Do you not know, like I, I
2: don't know. I've, I've been in a couple of other clubs, <laughs> probably right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you just get you just get the feeling you just get the feeling that that yeah. they they've got. I mean, I'm not saying that the other clubs don't want to succeed; they clearly do. But it's a special club, and it's a it's a club that that demands success.
2: Oh, look, and and that's that's what I've always said to you. Every 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 time we've gone in there against Canberra Croatia, whether I was an Olympic or Monero, it's always been um, respectful. And I've always said, like even playing juniors here in Canberra, if you beat Croatia at Deakin, you're travelling well. Doesn't matter what grade, doesn't matter what age group, doesn't matter what context. You beat Croatia, at Deakin. You're travelling well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to your point, Jeremy, it, you know, this this whole promotion to say B League or or whatever else, it's it's the same as, as promotion at work. You know, results are what talks. You know, they're they're going to speak the loudest. So, for for Canberra Croatia to come into that final 32. As defending league champions for for Canberra and winning the the, the the qualifying cup, you know they can go in there with a bit more confidence now than you know than you know say someone who who hasn't got the history that they do. You know they they you know like Russ said, they know how to win things and they've won things for for years on end. They've they dominated decades on on end. Um, you know it's only you know, There's been a few teams that have stuck their hand up for a few years and really. And given them the the contest, but Croatia have been you know preeminently always there or thereabouts.
1: And, and let's yeah. not forget, this is the first time they've won this cup uh, for since 2018. This is only the second time since the advent of the Australia Cup that Canberra Croatia will be in that round of 32 last time they got there they were beaten 4-1 at home uh Hume City i believe it was yeah. and they they will think looking back at that with the side they had on that occasion that they didn't do themselves justice so there will be an element amongst the players that still survive and there one or two that that they need to show the rest of australia just what they're about
0: yeah there's a couple of players that are, that are still there from uh from that moment, let's talk a little bit about what what that team is. So obviously, I encourage everybody to go on on Bar TV and, and check out the game or or at least the highlight to see a little bit what Canberra Croatia is about. And, and on the team that was there on uh, on Saturday, I mean the the keeper Sam Brown, the usual keeper, was on the bench, and then um, Jason Greenwich and Daniel Sparrow. Maybe we are the two main, main missing, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Russ, the strength of that team, where do they where do they lie?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I think it's everywhere, to be perfectly honest. I mean, if they have got a weakness, it was defensively, but I think Jordan Lamb uh, will be signing for them very shortly. He's had 140-odd games of MPL experience for Canberra, Croatia, so he'll help in that di- direction. They've got good fullbacks in King of Vucic, Marco Gaia, David Cecelia and um, Jordan Lamb now. They've got central defenders in Matty Gerbisher and Daniel Subisic, who are both good in the air, both good on the ball. Franco can tell you a little bit about the midfield trio. I'm sure he will with the uh, with perm any three from four of Kier, Sparrow, Greco, Patafta. I mean, you there's names already. I mean, Casper Tafta will be known to many people that are listening in to this podcast, or watching this podcast, as a, as a player who had a spell at Benfica um when he was younger as well and was touted as as a high class player and he could still play. And then you start looking across the front line, Steven Dominici, Daniel Barac, Jason Ugrinich, and Lukman Ahmed Shaibu, all goal scorers. Um, all high quality. The bench is packed full of young kids that have got um, real ability. Uh, uh, the, the strength is everywhere, isn't it, Franco? It's difficult to see where there is an actual weakness. Um, the only thing I think uh, we've spotted, and most teams have spotted, is potentially the, the tendency to concede from set pieces. And it happened again on the weekend in the cup final. Max Melick's goal was from a set piece. Um, yeah, so there's, yeah. there is that tendency, but they are strong all across the park. And but that yeah. I guess that's why they won. Yeah. So
2: the, the way I always look at it, Jeremy and Russ is you know, how many of these players would play NPL in other in other teams across the country. And and you're talking of the likes of Barach, Dominici, Patafta, Keir, Gubisa, Brown. I I think at least you know there's and there's probably a handful of others that could easily mm-hmm. fly their trade outside of Canberra. You know we 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 played we played Sydney United in the final thirty two last year, and and they brought you know, three XA League players up the bench, I'll tell me these sort of guys, that's what you're up against, you know? So we don't have many XA League players in our competition, but Taft is one of them. Um, so, you know, I think, Russ, the other thing that's probably probably gone under the radar a bit is, you know, we talk about their, their defensive uh, lapses this year, um, but they haven't been scoring as many as they normally do either. I think they've only scored 14 in those games, and a lot of them have come from, from uh, penalties as well, they've they've been knocking on the door. And even at 3-1 up last week or 3-2 up last week, they had plenty of chances to seal that game and they they squandered, you know, they they fluffed their lines a little bit in in the box. Um, They haven't been as ruthless up front as they probably have been previously. So, look, like I said, they've got players that are capable of playing NPL pretty much anywhere in the country, you know? Um,
1: I I, I... I agree, Frank, but it's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it, when you look at the results they've achieved in the Cup and they've scored, what, 14 goals in four games against arguably the four best teams in our competition, knocking out Tigers 3-1, knocking out Monero Panthers 2-1, beating Gungahlin 5-3 and then beating Canberra Olympic 4-2. And to come out of the back and say, I agree 100% with what you're saying, is that they've not been particularly ruthless in those games. They've left quite off the top of my head, probably... Well, eight or nine, maybe, are the goals that are really presentable opportunities that they've not taken. And you yeah. think, wow, if they if they click and they eventually will, someone's going to cop an absolute hiding. But yeah. it has been an cop- aspect to Deeney about yeah. this as well, about their, their putting their spells of football together. And I think the first half they put out on the weekend, give or take the first five minutes when Nathan Medjuk hit the crossbar, was the best 45 minutes I've seen from them as a whole um, over the course of the season. We've seen spells of 10 minutes here, Five minutes there whatever but this was the best 45 minutes as a whole and then of course they had to sit back and soak up some pressure of course yeah. they do um but yeah I think I think they they've they got the potential haven't they they've got noted goal scorers we're not talking about players who've got one or two goals here we're talking about Steven Dominici who's got like 160 Daniel Barac looking at 80 or 90 NPL goals to his name Jason Grinich just got his century the other week so yeah. they know where the net is but it's just been not yeah. clicking has it
2: well, the other thing is, don't forget, cup football is a little bit different than, than your regular football because, you know, you, you you will tend to score more in the cup because teams will throw players forward near the end if they're down. But if they get to a final 32 and they're 1-0 up, you know, they're, they're a team that could really hurt you on the break. You know, like the likes of Dominici 1v1 or Barracks 1v1 or even Lupin 1v1, you know, you, you could end up being two or three down before you know it. And that's probably what happened to... You know, to Olympic, to to some extent, they 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 just got caught out for for ten minutes, and um and Canberra Croatia really, you know, really put um the game almost beyond doubt in that ten minute period.
1: I think you have to look at it as well from a broader perspective. This Canberra Croatia side is different to the one that took to the field last year. And uh, Maybe it's just taking them, and having spoken to Dean and some of the players, it's taking them a time to, to readjust to the fact that they're playing a slightly different style of game. Last year when they had Kiki Tanoski and Marte Busek in their midfield, and Frank, you watched a lot of it as well. Um, Jeremy, you probably did too. They they played a lot differently. They were quicker across the ground. Marte was very dynamic um, in getting forwards, yeah. much quicker in possession. And, and Kiki Tenesky's game is based on that kind of thing. With yeah, with be, Ryan Kier and Daniel Sparrow, you don't lose any physicality or, or that engine room or willingness, but it's just that little bit of pace that perhaps has changed a bit, and so that fluidity is a little bit different, isn't it? It's it's more technical, perhaps, but not quite. Yeah. As even quick.
2: even Nick Tenesky, he was he's been outstanding yeah, this year. As well, he's, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Cassidy Tando, um, mm. yeah, you took a very good team to beat him last year, Russ. Yeah, I don't know who that was.
1: (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? And that's that's for them when you do lose. And I think Ian Worthington, going off the topic slightly here to Monero Panthers, is finding it as well. You lose a few players um, of of, of what's a core successful team. um, And it takes a little bit of time to get those new ones to gel into how you want them to play. And maybe it is a slight change of style. Maybe it is a slight tweak here or there of how you're going to set up or how you're going to approach making that attack. And it hasn't really worked for them in the final third up until the weekend, uh, maybe that's the, the 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 change they needed, and all of a sudden now they've gone. Okay, we're getting used to playing with Lukman Ahmed Shaibu. We're getting used to to having Frank Greco in the in the team there now. And don't underestimate what Daniel Sparrow will bring back into this 100%, group when 100%. he's fit. Well, sorry, when he's yeah. unsuspended and he's able to go, that's a whole yeah. different ball game again.
2: Uh, and then you have got Frank Greco winning headers. Russ, you know, dominant in the air. <laughs>
1: I look, I'll tell this story, Jeremy. Your like, listeners might like this. In the semi-final, Frank Greco had the easiest header I think I've ever seen in my life. He was six yards out. For those of you who don't know Frank Greco, what is he, five foot six, maybe? Um, yeah, there's not four uh, foot
2: nothing. Yeah, four there's foot not nothing. much of know. him.
1: But he got this header from six yards out against against um, Cam Gronkali. I think somehow he missed it. I've got no idea. He does the stats for stats performed, So we see him at a lot of the games that myself and Frank are at and we, we saw him not long afterwards, asked him about his uh, inability to score a six-yard header. And he said to me, I've never, ever scored a header. said, it's my dream to score a header. I've never scored one in my career. Um, and I'm like, what, never? And he goes, no, never, ever. And of course, on the cup final day, myself and Frank were, were there. We were walking down and we saw him. I had a joke with him, asked him if he was just there to do the stats. Uh, and he had a bit of a giggle. And then he said, he told us, didn't he, Frank? He said, I've got one for my head today. And lo and behold... Look what he does. He goes and scores a header, his first ever header in a cup final. And this a brilliant moment I had with him after the final where he got his player of the match medal. Fantastic performance to win his player of the match medal. And I went over to congratulate him. And the first thing he said was, I told you I could play a ball.
2: <laughs> he's such a nice guy. He really, yeah. really, really is. He's such a nice guy.
1: But yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those days for him. I thought he was outstanding and brings something different to that group as well. Apparently he's got a twin brother that plays in Adelaide. As yeah, well, so
2: with uh Andre Carl, who I think that yeah. team Croydon are playing, Croydon. Uh, they're playing in their game to qualify for the final 32 on Wednesday night.
1: Good luck to Andre down there.
0: Got a yeah, couple of and, uh, uh, a couple of the the boys on front page football are, are following this for me, and I, I had given them a, a brief on Andre Carl what he did in, in the capital, and I think he got. Did he get sent off or something a couple of weeks ago or he missed the penalty? He had a, he yeah, had one bad day. No, he got, and... uh, no, he got injured. It terrible. Yeah,
1: got very, I mean, yeah, it's got to yeah. be the worst injury I've ever oh, seen. Oh, that he was the injury?
0: Injured. Oh, yeah, that was the injury. Sorry, that. Yeah, that injury.
1: injury. I did, uh, Frank sent me, the uh, and Andre sent me the picture of his calf when it got sliced open to the bone for, in yeah. training. It was, oh, it was, it was horrendous, yeah, so wasn't play, it? it was like...
2: Yeah, so they play Campbelltown City on Wednesday night. They they drew two all on the weekend. Um but having said that, they were chin up against a team that was top of the table and they copped two in the last 10 minutes. So have yeah, got a bit of form going into that
1: game. Yeah.
0: Imagine if two brothers... we well, well,
1: well, meet... forward to them playing Canberra Croatia in the round of 32 then.
0: I know, right? Two, two brothers meet, meeting again. Where, the twins, yep. How far do we think Canberra Croatia can go in, in that competition? I mean, of course, it's going to be end of July, early August. So if, if Canberra hosts eh, the winter might, might help. But it's also a team... You both have said it. It's a it's a team that really shines in the big moments and and in the cup and and that has the, I guess, the, the mindset and like Grinta to to win those cup games. How, do we think they can go one, two, three rounds? I mean, Fra- Frank, you've been there before.
2: Uh it depends on the draw, mate. To be honest, 100. it just just depends on the draw. Are they capable of going further? Yeah, of course they are. But you know, it, it, let's and this is and this is not about. Croatia, this is this is every team from Canberra that gets into that final two, whether I'm coaching it or someone else is coaching it, every team will fancy themselves against the Canberra opposition. You know, like as much as we say, oh, how far can we go and who do we want to draw? Every team, maybe bar one or two, would fancy their chances against Canberra opposition. And that's not a criticism. That's the reality of this competition. You've got... Most of the sides going in there with either A-League, you've obviously got the A-League sides, but you've also got the majority of NPL sides that you're up against with ex-A-League players in there. Um, we just don't have that sort of depth. That doesn't mean that we can't do it. We've shown that in 2016 when we made the semi-final. You, you can put your best foot forward, but a draw uh, is critical to, the, to anyone's chances, and not just Canberra-Croatians, but to anyone's chances.
1: And and a home draw in that as well makes a huge difference too. I think it's only tugging on the United. that have actually won an away game um, yeah. in the Australia Cup for Canberra and that was way back in the first ever edition back in we, 2013. We probably,
2: played, yeah, we probably played our best outside of the Sydney FC game. Mm. We probably played our best ever game against Sorrento in, in Perth um, and we went down 1-0. Um, we were real, but we could it's, not have played any better.
1: It's really tough when you go out. I mean, I was lucky enough to be part of that group. I was assistant coach to Steve Forshaw that year for Taglong United. Clearly, that's why we won away from home because of my input. Uh, my, my input. I tell you what, my input was on that day was to sell to Zach Munster, Zach, when he was a substitute, you're going to get one chance, mate. Don't mess it up. That that was my in- words of inspiration to him, and and he took his chance, um, which was great. And they got a draw and went on penalties, which was which was fantastic. Um, but you know. Going away, Frank. You know what it's like. I um, mean, we've been. I was lucky enough to travel with you guys to to the game last year against Sydney United. I've been lucky enough to go away with Tuggerong United to an away game at Hobart. Um, it, it's when you travel to matches as a as an interstate team, it is hard. The players, most players, aren't used to it. Um, it's different. It's a different dynamic. It does make the players feel very special. But getting a result away from home, uh, Canberra football doesn't really have much of an advantage playing at home. You might think it does. I mean, a home home ground advantage makes a difference, but you've only got to look at Canberra Olympics record at Deakin Stadium in general to know that home advantage doesn't necessarily mean much. Balcony United have won more games against Deakin, at Deakin, than they have at McKellar. So go figure that kind of stat out. So home advantage in Canberra doesn't really make an awful lot of difference. When you go away, though, it, it is different. It is different. And Frank, last year with Sydney United, it was I wouldn't say it was a... Hostile atmosphere, but it wasn't very friendly for the ninety minutes, was it? No,
2: it <laughs> well, definitely wasn't. I mean, even even walking into the ground, you know, they you know, Sydney United had their their gym set up for their place, to do their warm up. You know, we were in gee, a, a, a change room. Oh, goodness me, oh, <laughs> paint was peeling off the walls of the roof. There was the showers. <laughs> oh, it was her- yeah, but I mean, I didn't expect anything different. Like no. to be honest, but. You know, that's that's what you're up against you 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 are generally you you are genuinely uh, the the imposter in their home ground um, you know we we probably tend to be a lot more accommodating <laughs> to to interstate travelers the only thing we really do put on is the weather so I remember when we played Surface Paradise Apollo here like i think it was minus 3 or 4 and you know i think i don't know, i don't think that some of those guys knew what was going on because it was it was bitterly cold for us they so, weren't happy you know. no so you know it is yeah, it does, is, it
1: does but... make a difference doesn't it home ground advantage in the cup makes a difference so to answer your question a it depends on the draw b it depends on whether they get home home ground advantage in the draw i have no doubt though that they'll make they'll give a good account of themselves I can imagine right now, though the game—the earliest it can be played. This match, I think, is the fourth of August. Um, that's the game. That's the date that that's been set. I think for the for the start of that process for the round of thirty-two, and obviously they're spread out over. I think it's about three to four weeks or whatever it might be. There'll be a lot of nervous boys in that Canberra Croatia club when they take the field. The coaching staff will be a bit nervous as well, I'd imagine, um, about injuries missing out on a huge moment. I, I think there's a, there's a few players down the, down the track that have missed out games you, through injuries, through the round of 32. Um, and and you, you lived it last year, Frank, and, and I was lucky enough to come to a lot of your games last year. There was that feeling sometimes with some of the players and we experienced it with Tuggeron going way back when, where they played Canberra Olympic away and the guys were almost afraid to make a tackle. And you're like, well, you can't play like that locally and then try and lift it again for the Cup. You need to be switched on. But there is, of course, the amateur footballers, this is the biggest stage that some of them are ever going to play on. So there is that little bit of a doubt in the back of their mind about I don't want to get injured before that. How, how do you as a coach, though, Frank, when you were when you had that last year, how did you cope with that?
2: Well, we, we ended up losing Nick Kaltus, um the week, the week of. Uh, he got injured in... Um, in the game against Conan. oh, so I, I know I missed that game because I actually had COVID as well. So um, <laughs> it was just a run of things. We we missed out on Seldon; uh, he wasn't available because he moved to the US for a scholarship. Calfast was out, and they would have made a massive difference to us. You know, just just the depth. Um, You've you've really got to pull these guys aside now and sort of say this is this is a group of say twenty or twenty two players and you guys are all involved and and I was I was very conscious about you know even even bringing players um, on the bench because you're allowed a number of players that are under twenty three years old on the bench um, more than normal uh, in the in the round of thirty two so I brought people like Tom Robertson I think James Lavella and Paddy Mitchell and Jordan Kisho they all sat on the bench. Now the chances were that they weren't going to get on, but they were there for the ride. They were there, and it was, it was an opportunity to expose them to this sort of environment, this sort of experience, and and hopefully they're better players for it in the future. So now all you can do, Russ, is put your trust in a in a squad, um, and you know whatever happens happens. I mean, we we had it with the grand final. The week of the grand final, we lost Ben Bastasilk at training the Thursday night. Um, so up still up step Seb Woods, you know, 19 years old or whatever he was. Um, and I thought he was nearly out of the match in the grand final. So it's it's about making sure that you've got trust in your players, and that they trust what you're doing, um, and everybody around them believes that they can do a job if someone's missing.
1: Yeah, I think I think the the key for Jeremy is perhaps you know somewhere between now and then, the likelihood is, given our game that we play in the game of football, one of those players that we've talked about. Is potentially not going to be available for one reason or another, and and that's just the way football is, and it's how you adapt, I guess, to that to that change. Um, should they need it, and and I think that's why right now Dean is potentially looking at what Frank did um, last year, bringing in some players that you can utilize locally. It might be cup tied, can't play in your cup run, but can can help your MPL progress whilst you can look after and not ask so much of every single player in that squad who hopefully you want to go on a long run
0: yeah but as you said you they'll have to you know train training makes perfect and they'll have to play 100% every single game almost if they want to be at, at the shape where they want to be for for that round of of 32 I, I hope that the draw means uh means hosting because the same way maybe Frank and Monaro had a bit of a a no welcome at um Sydney United uh you know I don't envy any any team Walking in on De- Deacon Stadium, if uh, if all the fans do turn up and and make the noise that they're supposed to make when uh, when we are on on the national stage, I, I think we should have a word, of course, on on Saturday's losers, um, Can- Can- Canberra Olympic, who are having otherwise a superb season, uh, and and a couple of players that, of course, um, seasoned listener would know, Coffee Danning and, and Thomas James, maybe uh, the, the two uh, known that had a bit of elite experience here and there. Uh, I, I guess a quick word on, on their season. Maybe we'll start with, with Frank, the former uh, Olympic coach, and uh, un, under Paulo Macaul, they're having a, a fantastic season. And, and eight games in, um, there's a reason why they are the top.
2: Yeah, absolutely, they're, they're having a great season. Um, but what concerns them now is this is a real test for them. You know, how 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 bad is the injury to Popovic? Who, to be perfectly honest, you know, if you're looking at the top two or three players in the competition for the, so far, he'd be in that argument. How bad is injury to Adrian Maycall? Obviously, they've got a suspension now for Nathan Magic, and he's also going overseas for some period of time in the back end of the season. So, you know, they've shown their quality all year. The key for them now is, is rebounding from that result on the weekend, and that would have been a real bitter pill for them to swallow um, and then re-establishing their, their consistency. And they're going to be tested, I think, on the weekend with a Gungarland side that's probably, you know, was, was rejuvenated in one half of football against Tigers uh, last week. So, you know, it's they've had an amazing season. I think Paul and Donny have made you know made some great changes there and instilled some real confidence in the club. And they're back to where they should be. Um, but these next few weeks are, are going to be a, a test for them now.
1: Yeah, their player oh, Gunners that- team have conceded twenty one goals in their last seven matches, um, which is which is quite incredible, really. Um, but they've scored a bucket full as well. And an Olympic for me, um, going forward, they've got a really nice balance in that side. They've got some quality players that they can bring off the bench. Um, Frank mentioned two of them earlier that made a big difference in this game. In Ellie Darwich and Alan James almost dragged them back into the contest. I thought they're excellent. And when you can bring that kind of quality off the bench, um, they're gonna they'll they'll kick on. They'll be disappointed. Of course they will. And much like we talked about Camber Croatia, Canberra because. uh the second most successful club um in the competition if you discount Gungal and juventus's um trophies in in there in the mpl2 at the moment or the cpl as you call them they're the second most successful competi- club in this competition they expect to win games as well they've not gone out and got the players that they brought in to not be on the fa cup round of 32 and they've missed out so they it depends how they bounce back now i happen to think that they'll put the hammer the hammer down focus really hard on this and go well we've missed out on one there's still two more here for us to try and win um they've got a great squad they're at the top of that table at the moment i think they're probably a bit more balanced in their approach than tigers i'm not sure whether you'd agree frank but whereas tigers have a lot more individuals that that tend to to uh spark themselves into life olympics seem to be a bit more balanced in their approach um but either way i mean we've got a competition in canberra where you'd go down as far as sixth and I'm not being disrespectful to the two teams sitting at the bottom of the table and on any given day you could may as well just put the names in a hat and pull it out as who's going to win because we've seen it already this season, you just don't know who it's going to be, doesn't matter if you're home or away doesn't matter whether it's Saturday, Sunday raining, sunshine, you just don't know Um and that's been the beauty of this season and, and it still sounds funny when we've got two teams at the top, what seven points clear seven points of the Jason set. Pack, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't put your house on them against anybody else in that little cluster below them. And, that, and that's and and that's got to be a good thing for the competitive nature of the competition.
0: You have, after after eight games, you said it, um, Olympic and Tigers at the top with 21 points in, in the NPA in Canberra right now. And then third and fourth, it's O'Connor Knights and United with 14 points each. Fifth, Monaro Panthers, 12-6, as we said a couple of times in the pod already. Canberra, Croatia with only eight points in, in eight games. And then Turguenong United, three points. West Canberra Wanderers, zero. There's obviously a, a battle at the top. There's clearly a battle at the bottom because there's promotion and relegation in, in the capital. Russ, Canberra, Croatia, we kind of are going to, to finish on them, like we tied on them. There are six on the table. You said there's two more trophies, Premiership and, and Championship. Premiership seems out of the way, 13 points behind Canberra Olympic and Tiger FC. Championship, it's only six points from, from third place, fourth place. Do you think that momentum to get to the round of 32 could, you know, in the, what is it, 13 games left in, in the competition, could bring them over the line?
1: Yeah, I'll go back to what I said a moment ago about the squads. Um, this month now, with, the, with all the few weeks of the transfer window is open, it's going to be quite critical yeah, for, for the whole league. that We might see some movement between teams, uh, between players who maybe are a bit disgruntled or aren't playing very often. If they can get a couple of more bodies across the line, if they can get everybody fit and firing, I've no doubt they'll push again towards that top four. They're too good not to. Um, they've got enough quality in that in that group. Even though they're sixth in the table, you'd look at that group, as Frank said, and uh, uh, if you're an opposition coach and you'd look at it with a bit of envy going, well, there's some some really top quality players in there. However, to mitigate that factor, they're playing against another pile of teams in there that have got the a huge amount of quality as well. I mean, the top two are uh, the top two for a reason. After eight games, they've lost one apiece. Um, and the game that Canberra Olympic lost was in the 92nd minute against Gungalian United a 3-2. Otherwise, they would have been unbeaten. You know, and Tigers have lost one match as well. Uh, and it's just, there's nothing in it in terms of the games they're winning. You look back at Tigers against Canberra Croatia. I always look at it now and I've said to said before, Canberra Croatia have lost in the 94th minute to the Tigers with a header from a set piece. They lost in the 94th minute against Monero away to a header from a set piece. They conceded in the 94th minute away at Gangalin to a header for, to an own goal from a set piece. Um, so, sorry, it was a header from a set piece from Fernando. My apologies. So that's that's five points that have gone begging through three touches of a football. You know, you take those five points back and all of a sudden they're on 12. They're in the mix. So it's not as yeah, if there's been be on, too much between them, you know. They'll be on thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so thirteen. Yeah. So they'll be in the mix, wouldn't they? So that you're talking three touches of football there. I mean, that's how much momentum. What you talked about. We started this show talking about momentum swings and and moments in games that change things, like Nathan Magic's header on the weekend. Well, th- they'll look at that and go, "That's that's we can change that. That's something you can actually do. They're not getting beat four five nil." They're getting beat or dropping points through maybe a little bit of lack of concentration, maybe a little bit of bad luck, maybe a combination of both. But if they get it right in the final third, which Frank mentioned earlier and you mentioned, Jeremy, if they get that right in the final third where they've not been as ruthless as they should be, if they can tighten up those goals they're conceding on set pieces, which is something, as Frank will tell you as a coach, is something you can work on, um, you can stop that kind of thing happening, then there's no reason why they won't be there or thereabouts when we're doing this show in September.
0: Well, Frank Russ, thank you for uh, for giving me some of your time today to talk about Canberra Croatia, who will represent Canberra in the round of thirty-two of the Australia Cup. We're looking forward to uh, to that draw. Of course, we'll we'll talk about them again once we have the draw and once we know who they face. But in the meantime, thank you for for giving me a bit of your time. You can catch frank and russ on the commentary this weekend of that australian cup qualifying final on bar tv sport you can catch the the goals you can see what Canberra Croatia is made of uh, but in the meantime don't hesitate to like subscribe follow us and ask any question you have we will be delighted to answer frank thank you russ thank you thank you and uh, i look forward Thanks to you seeing having. you guys on the weekend Thanks, Matt.
1: what's a goal max green with a stunner he must score. He's going to score. ever Croatia leads. Real out at the far end for McCarthy. And they've got one back. Oh, it's the back It's unbelievable. What a finish. It's in. It's 1-1. Andre Carl from the bench. Mayhem in the Panthers ranks.